0: Welcome back to the Australian Hunting Podcast, Hunting, Shooting and Fishing Radio. Great to have you back for another episode. Pleasure to bring you this show with the modern hunter, Australia's Josh Howe. Now, he's also the Maven importer. Really, really nice guy. I've met Josh several times. He came on a hunt with us on the last trip. And he's also the Maven optics uh, importer slash, well, I guess you say, distributor here in Australia. And I've been actually... Again, I don't pay to do this episode or anything like that, guys. This is this, these are just guys make absolutely fantastic products. Currently, I'm running the uh, B3 8 to 30s uh, on the uh, small binos, and they're my basically my deer hunting binoculars. Uh, absolutely fantastic, and in the mail by the time this show goes live, I would have already had them because I'm recording this on the 20th of May. Uh, I've got the B2 9-45s to 45s coming in as well, in the black as well. They did have the grey and the orange in stock at the time, but yeah, I guess I'm a bit old school. I do just like the, the uh, standard black colours. And uh, if you go on a lot of the bird-watching forums and stuff like that, uh, a lot of the birders, the nerd birders, as they say, uh, really, really rave about Maven Optics. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about hunting in general, how he got into hunting. He lives in Wagga Wagga in New South Wales, just basically probably at the start of uh, the Riverino and he's a real top guy we had a great trip on our last trip hunting we had lots of laughs it was absolutely fantastic so yeah it was a really really good time so uh, in saying that again people always ask me I get a lot of emails about where you can listen to the show I know that I do this on every show but you can Find the podcast on the website, australianhuntingpodcast.com.au, and pretty much every good podcast service I'm listed with, so Spotify, uh, CastBox, where we Stitcher. Again, you can listen to us on the website, Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, whatever you'd like to call it, we're on that as well. And if you could also leave us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, that'd be really, really appreciated. I think we've got over three, I think it's 320 or so, five stars or something like that. It's really, really good. So thank you all the people that support the show and do that. I uh, really, really appreciate it. So, yeah, if you could just do that, that'd be absolutely fantastic because it just gets the word out there, you know, share the show with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Of course, as usual, I'd just like to thank all the people that, you know, support me on Patreon that love the show, that listen to the show, support the show. Couldn't do it without you guys. I really, really couldn't. I would have stopped a long time ago. say it on most shows, but uh, I love doing what I do. This show is the longest running, hunting, shooting, fishing podcast anywhere in Australia. It's been running for over a decade now, uh, since 2011. So crazy, crazy times. And uh, also I'd make a few videos for YouTube as well if you like it. Um, Sometimes I'm not shooting anything, (laughs) so I just make a video of it to have, I guess, show you guys the experience, but uh, you can go on AHP Outdoors. Uh, That's two words on YouTube, and also we are on YouTube with the podcast as well under the name Australian Hunting Podcast, so it is two different channels, AHP Outdoors for the videos and Australian Hunting Podcast for the podcast. Hopefully, we're going to have a bit of a laugh today. I'm also in the plans. I don't know yet. I'm going to try to do it because where I'm going on this uh, June long weekend hunt is going to be... Quite cold. I can I can imagine i will be freezing. You know, my balls off so to speak. Uh, I'm going to try and do an around the fire sort of uh, camping podcast. We'll see how that goes. I'm not sure we're going to do it yet. I think I'm going to. Just got to try and get the boys. You know, <laughs> when we get back from a hunt, you know, everyone's tired. You know, wants to have something to eat. Wants to cook around the fire. Wants to go to bed, especially when you're sort of really, really cold. Uh, I'm not sure if we're able to do it, but. I'm going to give it a try. So maybe one of the next shows you might hear of just the boys around the fire having a good laugh, having a good talk about, you know, the day's hunting antics, and uh, I think that's going to be, yeah, it's going to be pretty good. So, yeah, it's going to be a great time. So if you've got anything to send in to, send it to at australianhuntingpodcast.gmail.com, any of your voicemails as well. I've got a few different shows. I'm just toying with ideas at the moment as well to see how you guys might like them. Uh, I just try and do my homework on some of these podcasts just before I do them, just so I yeah, try and give you the best podcast I possibly can. Can yeah, so it's good. So anyway, I think what we should do is, without further ado, I think we should crack on and get into my podcast with Modern Hunter Australia's Josh Howe. Josh, mate, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Um, we're going to be going on a hunt in a couple of weeks. You what? You reckon you're going to shoot something or what,
1: mate? From uh, last time we were out, uh, as much of a fun hunt it was, it'd be good to get some meat this time.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. It was funny. And yeah, the last time we actually saw, I think we saw more on the road uh, going in than we actually saw uh, in the bloody forest. So hopefully it's going to be a good hunt, man. I know it's going to be cold this time of the year, so make sure you bring your thermals and uh, <laughs> I think we're going to have to rug up for sure.
1: Yeah, mate, we uh, won't be pushing
0: the swags together, but we'll keep it as warm as possible. Yeah, no, that's right. Keep your swag over there, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, tell us about yourself. Uh, I mean, how would you grow up hunting? Did you, you know, get into it when you were older or how did you get into it?
1: Um, Yeah, I was probably a bit of a a late starter compared to a lot of guys out there. Um, First time I shot a rifle was with my my grandfather at a very young age, um, but then didn't end up getting a firearms license till I was probably 24, 25 or something like that, mate. Um, But yeah, from there, um, had some mates that were good into fox shooting, so I've been shooting foxes for a fair few years. Um, and yeah, probably like a lot of other guys that developed into chasing deer around the hills.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What about any other family members? what they say when you were, you know, they said, Hey, I'm going to get into this Um, hunting business and get a few guns. And they're like, Holy shit. You're not, are you?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, my family's really supportive. So I'm very, very lucky to have a, a good supportive family, whatever I choose to do, work, recreation. Um, they're, they're definitely behind me. Um, yeah, and they love when I when I bring some deer home. We'll cook up some venison together, have a barbie, and yeah, good times.
0: I thought, hey, is your dad into hunting? I'm sure, I'm sure I saw him on maybe one of your might have been your personal um, Instagram. He had a you might have had a gun he, or something. I can't remember. Or yeah, so he, he hasn't
1: uh, been for many years. He him as a young young bloke used to shoot foxes with his um, brother and and his dad, my grandfather as well. Um, but yeah, through work life, obviously being – been busy and that sort of thing hasn't been, but um, yeah, he's recently retired, so I, I decided to get him a, a deer rifle for his 60th birthday because he, he told me once he's retired, he's, he wants to come out with me a fair bit, so I um, yeah did a bit of research into what I, I thought would work well for him and ended up uh, getting him on the Tika bandwagon, uh 7mm8 Hunter, um, and he's absolutely stoked.
0: Now since what, what what scope did you put on there what since you the we'll talk about it a bit later but the Maven Optics red I uh, rep I should say importer as well so what did you yeah. what did you put on there for uh, him anyway I
1: well, I gave him a, a bit of a, a choice in the matter but he um yeah he checked out a fair few of the of the scopes so oh. I, I distribute and he went with the RS3 which is a uh 5 to 30 by 50 um I did suggest it's a, a bit, bit much scope for a, a deer rifle, but I couldn't convince him out of it, so. He's
0: pretty happy with that. <laughs> he sounds like me, man. When I had the, uh, literally sounds like me with when I first got into my deer rifle with the seven mm away. I tell this story, people will be sick yep. of me saying it. But I bought yeah. a six and a half. I think it was to twenty four by fifty um, yep. bushnell. I can't remember what it was at the time. Might have been a forty five hundred. I can't remember. And yeah, know, I, I pretty much soon regretted that. What's the RS three? Is that is that thirty mill or is that thirty four mill tube? It's
1: a thirty mill tube. Yeah. Yep. Yeah right. Yeah, he's going to- I, I, I did the same. The same thing. I, I guess being in fox shooting, and then as soon as I started setting up a few rifles, I've you know gone the, the bigger magnification and, and stripped them off pretty quickly and backed it back down a bit. So I think everyone does that to start with.
0: Yeah, going maybe he's gonna get into the long range shooting. That's what he's keen, mate. He, <laughs> he wants to start nailing him from ridge to ridge.
1: And yeah, he's, yeah. No, he, yeah. He's been talking about that a little bit. Every, I, I reckon I could shoot a deer if it was sitting over there. I'm going, well, That's about five hundred yards away. Well, what you don't think so? <laughs> maybe with a bit of practice,
0: mate. So, what has he? Has he been out with you yet, or it hasn't? No?
1: Um, not not as yet. Uh, we've been to the range a few times. Um, really enjoys it. Like we. They shot a few plays together and that sort of thing. Gone out to the rifle range the other weekend to to sight this new teaker in. Um, But yeah, he's sort of getting him ready, ready for a couple of overnighters, but we'll probably do a few day trips first, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll, you will know, again. He'll probably take that scope off eventually and say, "Yeah, no, nah, you're right. I'll put that. <laughs> I'll put that on the next <laughs> rifle. Hey, you can always use who, them on the next knows? rifle, can't you? You can always I'll, use them I'll on something probably,
1: else. I'll probably start borrowing the rifle a bit. Who knows,
0: <laughs> mate? What types? What types of hunting and shooting do you do? I mean, you talk about foxes. That was one of my first uh, passions. Yep. Actually, love getting like an old caller out or an electronic call. And sometimes yeah. that, I guess it's a bit of a forgotten art for me really because you know when I tend to go out, sometimes I was either concentrating on deer or or rabbits or long-range rabbit shooting or something or whatever it may be that I was concentrating on for that trip. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty popular pastime.
1: Yeah, so we, where I live, I guess, um, being in the same area for a fair, fair while and getting to know a few property owners around, um, it's not as often as, as we used to go out, but yeah, still got a few properties that we go um every couple of months and clean up the foxes on. Um yeah, it's uh been doing that for a, a number of years and I I feel like it's uh, a good way to keep your, your skills honed as well, uh, for accuracy. Um, shooting, you know, smaller smaller animals out at longer distances. Um I feel like, you know, the repetitiveness of that um has contributed to, I guess, some some accuracy assistance. Whilst I've gone into deer hunting, um, so yeah, from from shooting foxes, got uh, I guess a few properties that we went to um, that we knew you know, had heard deer in the area. Um, I didn't know there was a such thing as as deer in Australia when I, I got my firearms license and started shooting and that sort of thing. So when I when I first saw a, a deer uh, whilst I was out on a daytime fox hunt i was yeah pretty amazed and had been hooked ever since um so from there i started like everybody does started doing my research watching videos got pretty addicted to it um and then yeah looking into the larger caliber rifles
0: for for taking deer down what are you shooting out of the what are you shooting foxes with the
1: 223 um no i've got uh You'll have the two two three haters, two o four haters on me, but I'm yeah running a Remington <laughs> seven hundred in two o four. You know they say it's a barrel burner. I don't think so. They say the ammo's expensive. I don't think so when I load my own ammo either. Um, but yeah, I, I shoot shoot foxes with the guys that have two two threes as well, and um, it's certainly. Uh, I'd, I'd never say it outperforms, but it's definitely a, as good as. And we take some fairly long shots with it at night time, so uh, definitely does the job.
0: Yeah, no, I've been tossing up between that. I've got a two four three, but that's a heavy bow. Looking for something light. I don't know if I should just get, you know, a two four three again because I've got the same loads, but just in a lighter mm-hmm. version, maybe like a super light or something, or something, you know, so in a shooting lower version. Boxes
1: as well, or like just a carry carry rifle, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so because yeah. yeah, I think I've already got a heavy barrel. wide go different caliber? Then it's more dyes and different projectiles and so forth. That's but, right. But I'm also look at the 250 as well, and I've been comparing the yeah. 250 with say 50 or 55 grainers compared to what? What are you running? 39 grain Blitz King. What are you running?
1: Uh, 40 grain Vmax. Um, oh, yeah. I've run the yeah, run the same load for you know, six seven years now. Um, yeah, this it's, it's the heaviest gun I own, but you know, you're sitting sitting in the Ute, sort of sitting on the rest. You don't even have to hold onto the rifle as long as the crosshairs are in the right spot. Uh, barely any recoil to it either. So, I'm probably a bit the same as you. I've been looking for, you know, a daytime carry fox gun. I'll, I've been considering. I'll, I'll get a um, you know a lightweight hunting 204 as opposed to this thing I I'll cart around at nighttime, So.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting thing, isn't it? Like between, you know, i got a, f- a fair few, head, probably more heavy barrels than light barrels these days and mm. you know, not really conducive to t- taking out. Yeah. You know, on a hunting trip, sometimes you just want that little light scope, little light rifle, chuck it in the back, hang it out the window. You know, you try well, to hang a yeah. big varmint varmint calibre out the window with a big bull barrel on it. And it's like, yeah, yeah this is yeah. not, you know, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can, yeah. but, you know, if you've got a specific setup for it, it probably works really well, but. You know?
1: Yeah, well, I find a, a heavy rifle works really, really well for um, yeah spotlight shooting, but not not as much for uh, daytime hunting. So,
0: speaking yeah, about I'm that, you were you mainly spotlighting? Were you whistling them in, or both, or
1: um, mainly spotlighting? But we we also do a little bit of daytime stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think I find that if we're going to change up between going and shooting deer, then we're more likely to do a nighttime uh, fox shoot because I don't know. You'd probably, I'd rather be out in the hills chasing deer around through the day um, than looking for foxes that we you know, might shoot 10 or 14, 15 a night. So,
0: Any other light calibers? What What do you got, 204? Uh, what other calibers you got? Um,
1: smaller calibers, yeah, 204. Um, I didn't have a 22 in the safe, so I recently purchased myself a, a lift going 22. Um, yeah, I, I guess one of those things you – everyone says you've got to have a 22 in a safe so I, uh, I'm going to be making use of that at the small ball range hopefully for some weeknight competitions um, just want to be doing a bit bit more things through the week if possible because it's a fair fair hike to get out um, from where I live to the deer country so if I can have something else to you know keep the practice up shooting it'll be really handy.
0: Yeah, I saw that one on that last trip. That is a little beauty. That gun, that's for sure. Um, yeah. I never thought I bought, originally bought a twenty-two. I think it was a Sterling. Man, I really regret selling that gun. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. That thing was just a tack driver. I thought, no, nah, I don't really need it. I hardly use it. I've got the 223. I'm shooting foxes with that. Uh, sold it. Instantly regretted it. Now, yeah. many years later, I think I went went without one for probably three or four years. And then I went, oh, stuff it. And I bought a CZ. Now I've got a second CZ. Mm-hmm. I've got a T1X. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got two of the bastards in the safe. You once
1: you want to make those uh, first few couple of sales that you regret? You don't do it again, do you? No, no.
0: I like to see, yeah, it's cheap fun. I mean, you can have, you know, I've got one in a chassis. This is a 457 varmint. Then I've yep. got, you know, the T1X, sort of a 16-inch barrel, a little mini shooter, you know, just to go out in the bush and, yep. you know, yep. have a bit of fun. And, yeah, man, I love it. I love yep. the do 22. Now, my
1: um, my, my fun, fun guns for a bit of plinking and that sort of thing are yeah, the, the lever actions I love um, so a few, few of those you know, 357 mag, 3030 um, 4440 got a few of those type of things so they're always good fun to you know, set, a, set a few cans up on the dam bank and uh, have a bit of a competition with your mates
0: Absolutely, guys quick break and be right back Camo Warehouse is Australia's leading supplier of quality hunting clothing and accessories. We stock leading outdoor clothing brands such as Rocky Boots, Georgia Boots, Hunter's Element, Ridgeline, Spiker, 511, Stony Creek and many more. Camo Warehouse is the leading supplier of optics and shooting accessories including Leopold, Bushnell, Zerotech, Lyman, Powerbeam and Lightforce. We can also order in custom Boyd stocks from the US to your specific requirements. Camo Warehouse offers Flexible zero interest payment options, including afterpay and zip pay. Order via our website at camowarehouse.com.au or give us a call on 02 2836. Josh, what else, Ben? T- uh, 204 uh, for yeah, foxes. I'll, you yeah. like the, the deer. What other do, do, yep. do you what, Anything down at the range? You said you want to do small board. Do you do any of that sort of thing? Or, or clay targets um, yeah. or pistols
1: or? Looking, um, oh, look mate, I'd, I'd love to get into pistols, but it seems like a always a challenge when I try to do that. Um, so I, part of the reason I got in got the, this 22 um, to hopefully you know do a bit of twenty two competition. Um, just a few of the other things I've got. Yeah, I've got a few few deer guns. Um, you know, .30-06 Browning. Um, main one I use is my yeah Seiko Hunter in three hundred WSM um, reload for that. Uh, been quite handy recently um, and then yeah probably have another another one or two on the way in the next month or so
0: oh we'll talk about okay let's talk about that we're, we're talking about deer anyway the big gals so what are you running yeah. what was that Did you say Seiko was it Seiko Hunter um, or Sarco yeah, whatever they Hunter, say it these days Sarco, Seiko whatever it is bloody um, bloody Europeans eh? Hey? <laughs> call it a teacher if you want the <laughs> god damn those yeah. Europeans <laughs> The finish, the
1: finish. Um, yeah, so I'll be getting, um, I've been looking at, you know, something a bit lighter weight because obviously this is a, a full steel rifle. Um, so then, yeah, looking at another teeth there and I've put on order a uh, one of the Stratas, um, something nice and lightweight. And most of my firearms at the moment are a timber stock. So something synthetic, I think, would be pretty, pretty handy for me with a uh, coated barrel and action. And that, that one's going to be a 7mm rem mag.
0: Yeah, right. What are you going to do with that Shoot. I'm just looking at it now. That's the, looks like, is that coat finished? Looks like a
1: yeah sort of June and, or sandy um, colour. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it com- comes with the brake as well.
0: Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, I can see it, here. Yeah. I'm
1: uh, not sure whether I'll be using that whilst, whilst yeah, hunting, but we'll soon see.
0: Mate, i tell you what, I've got one of the light versions and I run six twos. And mm-hmm. yeah it, it yeah it it kicks. So I used the one I had to do some quick sighting before our last trip but um 140s I think I was using 140s just to, off the shelf rent <laughs> went to I think it was the day before we went hunting quickly ran to the range yep. like I was in there That's like,
1: right you did mention that. Yeah I was yep. in
0: there for like 3 minutes went bang 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 dead center all right see ya bye. <laughs> and he goes, you yep. guess you going already I said yeah mate I'm going on a, I'm going on a trip tomorrow so time to get one What are you going to run out yeah. of that? Do you know what you have not selected what what projector are you gonna run um, any ideas? Not
1: yet, not yet, mate. Um yeah, I'll probably do something similar to what I'm what I'm running in the three hundred WSM Obviously it's a, a lighter progy. Um what are those what are those ones called that I've got at the moment? The Hornady um uh oh, oh, ELDX. Yeah, ELDX, that's the one. That's the one. Don't have the packet in front of me, so I wouldn't remember. But yeah, I'll probably um go something a bit lighter than obviously what I've got in the thirty cal in the eldx
0: i think yeah i used to love the the wooden the wooden guns i still do but man it just it yeah. just breaks my heart when i just put them even a mark on it most of my mates know me i'm like wiping them all down oh, before they go in the safe and man yeah. i'm such a i'm such a just just even rubbing on a i had one that rubbed on the inside of a belt buckle i'm like you know i'm like or a bag on, on my back you know backpack and i was like this sucks yeah. this really sucks I, man. I,
1: I know the feeling mate i um probably three three weeks ago i was out Um, one of the spots that you and I have been before actually and climbing over some stumps as you do, not really taking notice of the grip on the rifle and it just fell straight out of my hands, smack bang onto a rock, big scratch on the stock, um, smacked my my elevation turret. Um, Yeah, everything was out of whack. There was a few tears. But um, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at it now and a few marks here and there, and I'll remember that trick, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Which one was that, the 300? Uh, yeah. See, yep, a lot of people 100%. go to the, the 300 WSM. What did, you, what did you decide on that And what What did you say, projectiles? What weight are you running out of that 300 WSM? Um, I
1: think they're 178, they won I think, in the ELDX, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they um, yeah. I've only just sort of... And after having the rifle for however long, I've only just done the um, loads for it. But yeah, I've got a 270 WSM as well. Um, So I I guess I'm a bit of a fanatic of um, (laughs) the the cartridges that aren't as common, as you'd know from the the 204, 270 WSM, 300 WSM. Um, So I pretty well, you know, I wanted another WSM, and I already had a 270, so that was an easy choice for me.
0: (laughs) <laughs> when do you pick up that strata? When when is that when is that coming to you? Um, hey,
1: birthday's coming up in a oh, what have we got? Three or four weeks away, so I'll probably be a little treat for myself. I think about about a month's time. Yeah, nice.
0: You know, they look pretty good. Jeez, yeah. You got a lot of calibers in that range too. What you got? Three hundred. You got the seven mil mag two seventy. Yeah, Jeez, gonna 30, more oh, guns, thirty oh six. I've got. Oh, well, sh- um, yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll probably call it call it quits for a little while after that. <laughs> He's the heavy cow master. Just get get yeah, all the heavy em. calibers.
1: Mate, once you've uh what's the new saying we could come up with? Yeah, heavy, heavy calibers. I don't know what you'd say. Uh, Probably yeah. not appropriate for air.
0: We'll say that. No, nah, no, we might, we might get in trouble. You know, if we say, if we say <laughs> naughty things. But what about favourite game? And obviously, you like foxes. You like deer. Tell us. Let's go with that little bit. I mean, before we get into stuff mm. about, you know, obviously Maven Optics. I, you know, originally we first met. I was used to call it Maven, Maven, and then you were like Maven? And yeah. Go, oh yeah. Shit. Sorry, man. But, <laughs> I,
1: I have a few of those because, um, you know, I, I'd speak to a lot of, lot of customers. On a weekly basis, obviously, and yeah, I don't like to correct people. I just pronounce it the way it's pronounced, and
0: we go from there. Yeah, I'm like, I just I just dropped my head in absolute shame and said, "Yeah, fair enough. It's <laughs> it's, uh, it's Maven for oh, sure." I forgave you pretty quickly,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, would obviously the um, yeah the, the game of choice for me. So yeah, try try to get out as much as I can, but pretty it's um, yeah, pretty busy life at the moment um but yeah when i can get out like with you guys when we go on hunts and another one coming up in a few weeks um yeah my goal like everyone is to to get a bit of meat i, I guess i'd yeah let a few deer walk through the rut um whilst with high hopes of getting a decent buck um yeah bucks croaking in your background you have a doe walk past you tend to let it go but, yeah. yeah i um
0: yeah, you're right. Oh no! I was going to say, remember that? Uh, I should show that one to a lot of people too. Uh, the one where there was a, like a, a rub on one of the trees. This was like the, a couple of weeks after that we went on the trip, guys. People, oh, people, the people picture listening. I sent you, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you should have seen just the what was it? I guess the the, the chip or whatever from the yeah, from the, the, the
1: yeah, all well, the bark just,
0: bark just turned that, to
1: yeah. paper. I and mean, it was bright red still, oh, bright red orange. Whatever you <sighs> was amazing. It. But um, yeah, so me and one of my other good mates from. From Wagga, we were yeah, in a similar area to uh, where you and I had hunted the week prior. Um, and, yeah, we were going through a few game trails. I think we only probably did about, we did about six or seven k's with a few sits in between. And, yeah, probably counted between 25 to 30 um, rub trees with probably eight to 10 really, really good rub trees. Um, so, yeah, definitely still plenty of animals in the area. Um, but, yeah. Sort of um, had a similar similar experience to what I had the weekend before with you guys. Bit of croaking going on. Couldn't quite get to the right area. Wind not right. Plenty of blackberries in the road. Just wasn't happening for us.
0: On, the, on that first trip, did you hear him? Did you hear him croaking at all? I didn't hear him. That was man. That was an exceptionally warm uh, trip. <laughs> I reckon mm. during the day it was that. I'm not used to it being that hot during the day, especially in what late. I guess you'd say it was, uh, was, uh, it? was it? early April, wasn't it? Maybe? Six, yeah, six, six weeks ago, about yeah. that. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, mate, I went. I was out about four weekends in a row. Um, and I can't remember on that particular trip if I did. I, mean, I don't think they I were. We, I don't think they were we on that trip. Hey? No, I don't think anybody heard any any croaks at, at that time. Um, there was definitely a few deer shot in the area whilst we were there. Uh, did it get colder
0: yeah, a couple of weeks later?
1: Yeah, so that was sort of what uh, jagged me up to get get back out again the the next couple of weekends was it it cooled off a little bit Um, and yeah, definitely heard heard a bit of action the the couple of weeks after. Uh, It's one of those things. There's a lot of areas um, in that sort of region that I used to go, just like yourself, that were a lot more, I guess, profitable deer-wise compared to what they are now with all the fires and that sort of thing. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. What about how many deer you shot? What have you? Any, any good sized ones? I know you sent me a couple of photos that I'm going to probably use uh, for um, the podcast. But
1: look, only only one one decent buck, I would say. Um, but yeah, most of the time I've you know I guess I'm I'm a reasonably new hunter compared to a lot of guys out there, um, and have more so not really been chasing deer through the rut too much. But you know, any opportunity to get out and take a, a meat animal, but yeah, definitely um, keen on, on getting some other species on the wall apart from the fallow uh, that I've got currently. Um, so hopefully in the future I'll, I'll, I think I've got another trip planned um, with a, a good mate from up at Newcastle. We're going to either a similar area you and I did or possibly down uh, to Victoria. So hopefully we'll um, be chasing some sandbury now, there, I hope.
0: Yeah, I know. I'd love. Only if I only ever got um, one but It was only small, but man, it was it was delicious. That one it was only a small little uh, female. So, but even for a small female, yeah. they're still pretty goddamn big. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, that's right. luckily, um, yeah, I, I was able to get a I'd get some and you know share it with people. So it's pretty pretty cool, man. But yeah, yeah. I know. I just got to we've got to we got to hit some deer in a couple of weeks. We really do. we got to we've got to start laying something on the ground. I think.
1: Yeah, man. Um, I've I've been saying for the last few weeks I've I've got to eat the rest of the venison that's in the freezing freezer because I, I think it's a bad omen. I've been going out <laughs> chasing deer with a full freezer. So uh freezer's empty now and we'll we'll be ready to fill it
0: back up. It's funny, eh, because every time I you know, pull out a camera and start filming, normally I'm too lazy, I've got on my camera, gear, I spent a lot of money on it and then I don't do anything. Yep. I see deer left, front and centre, I shoot them yeah. or whatever it may be, it depends on where I am uh and then yep. as soon as i bring a camera out it's like nah we get honked me yeah you know, me and our other friend that went on a trip yep. with a couple of weeks ago we get honked by a couple of samba i'm seeing him on the road driving in i'm seeing Samba. but i've never seen i've only been to that that place uh twice before or that was my yep. second trip on the last time uh and yeah a bunch of fellow on the road couple of samba and i'm thinking yeah, i've never seen samba here given i'd only been there one time before but yeah, it's good yep. to see, man. They're slowly moving up too, and they're moving up. I've got friends yeah. on the outskirts of Sydney. They're seeing him in Sydney yeah. now. I've had friends taking yeah. taking them on the outskirts of Sydney, so it's good to it see we're getting a to, bit. of... Um, hmm.
1: be, yeah, be like that in a, a lot of areas that I, I only used to see see fallow. But I think it was sort of a one or two years ago where we have only known of fallow being around and speaking to a few other people and seeing them for ourselves more more. Seeing them moving into the area, so. I'm not, not exactly sure on on their habits, but it looks like they're uh, they're definitely breeding up.
0: Yeah, good news. Oh well, let's hopefully we'll be. Um, I'm hoping we're going to be successful on our ne- next trip, I man. Hopefully, the gods are looking over us, man. And we- <laughs> yeah, <we're gonna laughs> even if it's God. just a meat animal, I just want to get something to be able to film and get on get on camera and, and you know just make it a good yeah. hunt and you know always going out yep. sometimes and yep. pull the camera. Have- out. It's like the omen is the camera. You pull a camera out, that won't yeah. come near. you.
1: Right. I don't know how um you and these other guys guys do it. I, I barely am able to get a, a picture of myself with a deer, as you know, after one's shot. So excited to you know, get it get it butchered up, let alone film a hunt, mate. But, um, yeah, more difficult than people think, I'm sure.
0: So you're from Wagga as well down, yeah, I guess, you know, yep, Riverina of New South Wales, great area. I like to go down there a lot. I yeah, came past, yep. met up with you a couple of years ago and, you know, yep. guys, I, I went there with no plan to buy some binos and then... I always wanted something <laughs> small for my deer hunting, especially when I'm going out in the bush. You know, you're doing some close proximity pine hunting. You know, sometimes you do need binos. Most of the time I do anyway, I take them. But I um, just wanted something for that sort of terrain. So I think, what, what do I get? i got the B, was it the b eight 1830s? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. So, um, yeah,
1: it's what, I, what I'd what i probably use most commonly at the time as well. Um, I find them, yeah, pretty handy, nice for the state forests, lightweight and compact um which is how I try to keep most of my gear when I can but,
0: yeah what about I get this question all the time from people they say you know about you know moving and I we're like <laughs> where should we move if we want to have the best hunting opportunities? You know, what's a great place in Australia? So if you're in Wagga, I mean, great place to live, great place to, you know, get hunting opportunities. Is there places mm. you can sort of get onto if you ask people? I mean, obviously you've got, you know, you haven't got deer hunting too far away, especially in the sort of mm. state forest towards that, you know, Tumbarumba and around that way, um, up near yeah. T- Tumut as well, that good snowy mountain region. So what's it like living in Wagga, man? Is there any decent sort of hunting opportunities around the area if you're even with farmers and so forth, just moving in? outside the area a little bit?
1: Yeah. So we're, I guess, yeah, pretty pretty lucky in the water area compared to you know, if you're coming from the city or anything like that. Um, you know, I guess growing up here and um, doing a bit of shooting for a number of years now, getting to know a fair few landholders. Um, not getting onto too many private properties with with huge deer numbers, but we um, get a few here and there. Um, I guess it just depends where you're from and how, how you base yourself. Or, yeah, you, know, you have to put in the effort to uh, get these private properties. I'm sure, as a lot of a lot of guys would tell you that. Yeah, I, I do really enjoy getting out into the state forests. So, yeah, from where I am, it's just sort of uh, a minimum 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but yeah, there's there's plenty of good spots around all the all the for- well, Most of the forests are holding gear; just a matter of finding where they are in there. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty good good spot. Um, yeah, it is regional, but it, I guess it's not a small country town like a lot of people would think. So, it is a pretty good base if you're into your outdoors, um, you know, fishing, hunting, all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you're not too far know a couple of guys that sort of live down that Albury-Wodonga way as well, and they've got some yeah. you know, great little areas around there too, not far within half an hour to yeah you know, that's go hunting right. as well. Um, yeah,
1: I've been. I have lived uh, down in Victoria a little bit, but yeah, most. Most of the hunts that I've done in that area, you know, around Aubrey Wodonga, around the Hume. Um, there's some really good country around there, which is where hopefully we'll be planning to uh, get to in about two or three weeks' time.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're going to go a quick break, guys. We'll be right back. Over the past year, the National Shooting Council took legal actions to protect shooters' rights over gun shop closures, gun reclassifications, and unfair license cancellations. And we did this across Australia. The National Shooting Council is the only truly national political action group that is taking actions to protect what we do. Help us do more during 2021. Join the National Shooting Council, which is the political organisation that you've been wanting to see there to protect shooters' rights. Josh, I'm looking at you too. It's interesting because on the – I'm looking at the map right now. You, you're pretty good. You're obviously on the western side. Then you've got all through that middle part there in the Snowy Mountains area, like that whole area. And Canberra yeah. too. I mean, Canberra as well, that's not really – I didn't realise the proximity really to Canberra. to A yeah. lot of those – lot of areas around that – you know, just
1: over two hours. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like from, I mean, even those camber. guys travelling into those areas of Brago, you know, Mirago. You've got all down that way, Tumbarumba, Tumut, the old, yeah, green, the old right. Green Hills. You know, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah Some great, it, great it is down a really,
1: there. it is a really good, um, good range. So you're sort of anywhere from the Tumut area or a little bit higher. Um, all and it follows all the way down south to Victoria to you know to langula area. Um, so there's some really good spots all the way through there. Even around the snowfields, you know, you go all the way down to to Bright area. So you're talking Victoria hunting now, um, but yeah, heaps of good spots within a a reasonably close proximity. You know, I I guess there's a fair bit of preparation that still goes involved by the time you have all your gear, uh, drive to your spot, get set up. um, You've still got to make a few days out of it, but yeah, pretty good spots all around this area.
0: Mm, so you got down that way to some guys, you know, hunt down sort of Coomera Way, Bread Bow, yeah, you know, around yeah. that area too it's quite yeah. quite nice. And I've been down that way to sort of go down to Malakuta in Victoria, right on that sort of uh, eastern tip of Victoria. Yeah. So down, you got what? Do you got down there? You think you got um, not Bombala? Is it? Yeah, it is. It is Bombala. You have got Bombala. You've got. I'm just looking at some of the places now, like Bondi State Forest down that way too. I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to hunt down there too but you know from sydney i got to go, i got to get out of sydney man it's just it's just hell yeah you
1: know? i think that's one of the little spots we we spoke about recently actually that the
0: bond bondi yeah i think it was or yeah bondi yeah 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 wouldn't I, yeah
1: scout that out
0: soon hopefully yeah man exactly um and you know i just missed my questions here it's just <laughs> they just disappeared on me for a second but uh yeah, you, we were talking about on, that, yeah so let's talk about um you know maven so or yep. as i called it maven before but it is maven, <laughs> maven. um yep. I, I i originally heard about him before i think a, a guy that we know in, in particular um was had a pair and said they were pretty good and then i yep. started i think i looked at him before actually speaking to you and i went on the few of the the tech nerd uh, birding forums and that and that was saying really good things about you know maven optics so i guess tell us yep. about it you know what do they make what do they do i don't even think they've got some some new products coming out as well
1: yeah, they, they, they do, aim, being a reasonably young brand, I think, um, they do aim to bring a, a few new products out to the market each year just to keep expanding the range. And, um, good thing is they, yeah, listen to the feedback from the customers and, you know, they, um, often sort of see what's happening in the Australian market. And yeah, still a few, few products to come, which I won't disclose at this time. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, keep, keep growing, which is really good. We, we get really good feedback from them. Um, I like to speak to anybody um, that's in, interested in, in purchasing uh, any of the optics range just to, to make sure, um, I guess, get an understanding of what their needs are and see what would suit up best. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know, for those that aren't aware, it's a yeah, direct to consumer brand. So you know, we act on behalf of Maven for um, Australia and New Zealand. Um, we don't go into re- retail stores. So we Maybe it sort of saves the, the retail markup um, in a sense, which a few brands have gone to that direction lately. Um, so they're providing a really high-quality product, um, hopefully a little bit cheaper than a, than a comparative uh, set, of, set of
0: glass. Yeah, what are the, I'm looking at, see so you've got here, you've got your different types. You've got your B1 standard 10 to 42. You've got your B2 yeah. 7, 7 to 45, 9 to 45, 11 to 45. And those B3s as well, which is what I've got the 8 to 30s, yeah. but they make a 6 to 30, a 10 to 30. Yeah you got just to give people on the podcast because I've got it here on the website might as well um, yeah. the B4s you got 10 to 56 12 to 56 the B5s yeah. 10 56 12 56 15 56 18 56 and then you yeah, got a few, yeah. that's obviously your, your B series as far as I'm aware here is your sort of premier top tier series um, yeah that's right and then you got your C series and yeah, again guys you can check yeah. out on the website um, as yeah, well and so check the, out um, yeah, yeah the, the B series is
1: is their um, you know their premium optic uh, or, or Japanese parts or constructed in the United States, and then they do have what they call their entry level series, which is by no means entry level in the optics world, which is their C series. Um, so they're you know their different parts, so they're Chinese and Japanese parts um, assembled in the Philippines. Um, so there's it's a bit of a, a range for everyone, just depending on your needs and expectations of, of the product, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And people go back and listen to. I did a, a, a many, many moons ago. It was wasn't that long. ago probably last year with the, one of the Leica reps, and he said too. You know, again, these guys mm. are getting pretty good. Whether people go, oh, I don't want to buy Chinese glass. Okay, that's fair enough. If your budget, you know, goes higher than that, that's that's more than understandable. You know, buy the, yeah. the a premium series where it's Japanese glass or some sort of you yeah. know, ED glass, which you know, uh, you know, always good to buy the best glass you can afford. I always say, but mm. again, I mean, they, they are coming a long way, especially in regards to grinding glass. I mean, he's even he said within this was probably a year and a half ago within three to four years they'll be they're they're, they're about about four percent worse than what's currently on the market at the moment so because in a couple of years yeah. once they get really good at it I mean it's going to be it's going to be hard to justify you know two three four thousand dollars for some of the real premium brands when you can buy That's right. you know, premium binos sort of direct direct really
1: yep and and these these brands just have to keep keep improving keep innovating um which which obviously keeps them at the top but you know, we can't think, um, or any brand can't think, I definitely don't, that you can suit every single customer. So um you, you can't be a, a one brand stop for, for everybody in hunting or birding or anything like that. Everybody has different preferences and you'll never meet them all. So it, it is important that you do your research and um, you know, speak to as many people as you can about different glass and different brands and you know, what people have used, warranty, all that sort of thing. So yeah, there's a fair, fair bit that goes on in the on the optics world. Um, but yeah, definitely like to make sure our customers are happy. That's for sure,
0: mate. What are you? Let's talk about the binos first again as well. What are you? I mean, what are you seeing? What like what, what? What's the biggest sales? What are you seeing in purchases? What's the most popular um in the binos? Uh, but before we do that, hey, what's the website? If they want to go buy them on your website. I totally forgot to do this. Where do yeah, they go? So- if they want to go buy them. Where do they go and do it?
1: Yeah, Australia is outdoorsports.net.au um, and for the New Zealanders, it's themodernhunter.co.nz um, or just shoot me an email at uh, josh at themodernhunter.com.au um, and my obviously my phone number, direct line will be on the websites as well, so free, feel free to give me a call to discuss anything that you'd like. Um Sorry, mate. Back to your question.
0: Yeah, sorry. The, yeah, which ones are popular? Like for the binos, is it the B, yeah, B series, so, C series? Which magnifications, etc. What's good?
1: Yeah, it, it sort of um, probably splits up between the B and the C, just depending on the on the purchaser. So if um, you know somebody's in the mid mid range that wants to be spending you know up to a thousand dollars, then it's it's definitely the C series. Um, and probably, as everybody's aware, the most common magnifications would be eight by forty two and ten by forty two. I think it's due to a few reasons. Um, I think um, from speaking to so many people over the years, it, it's the most common because it was the, it's the most commonly produced optic as well. So, you know, everybody who's had optics has had a 10x42. It was just the most commonly produced. But now with innovation, um, with different brands, you're seeing a bit of change. So the, the B2 has actually been super popular uh, in the 9x45 and the 11 x forty five. Um, it, it's just a, diff, it's a different prism that they use, um, it, which is an increased quality. So you've actually got a 45mm objective lens as well. So a little bit better light handling capability. Um, but, yeah, as, as you know, um, you've, you've looked through a couple of pairs of those. There's a big step up from 42mm uh, optics to yeah. those guys.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I've got a and people – I remember last time I bought the, the – this was quite funny. You remember this? I had to put some, – some some clown said to me <laughs> – <laughs> he goes, Oh, yeah. you got the eight to thirties for free. And I said, Mate, pity my, <laughs> pity my bank account doesn't prove that. You know what I mean? Like, mate. he goes, Really? Yeah. Like, oh, you're getting these for free? That's why you. And I go, Man, I wish I was getting them for free, <laughs> but my bank account mate, doesn't so prove. Um... I said, I might have got a few, like a couple of bucks off just because, you know, you, there's a bit of wiggle room, you know, whatever. But I mean, I said, It's not like as yeah, if mate. I got some $4,000, $1,000 off and I got them for free or I paid next to nothing. Yeah. Like, it was a, yeah. a good purchase, you, always, you know?
1: You always get those ones. Um, what... A similar discount to as I do with um, a lot of hunting clubs and at uh, hunting expos that we do. I go along to a few hunting meetings here and there with ADA um, and that, those type of things. And we always try to do it, help out with a bit of a discount where we can. Um, being an on sale, you know, if I, if I don't even get optics for free, let alone um, being able to give them out, but yeah. you, know, you always get those types of people.
0: Yeah, and I've got, you've sent me, I even bought another pair, I liked them that much, mm. I got the, well he had to order B2. them in, yeah, the B2s, I got the 9 to 45s, I did try the 11 to 45s, but again, if you, yeah. I think guys, if you're not really on a tripod, and if I was going to be on a tripod, to be brutally honest, I probably would have gone much more magnification, I reckon, maybe the 1556 that's, or the 18s for something that's different. That's
1: right. I think for what you are what after to be able to use them handheld as well um, yeah. and even trying them out with you that day, that, that bit better field of view was was spot on for what you are after. Yeah.
0: So. I like that. I like that field of view. Like I've always liked the eights and I thought, well, i step up to nine instead of the like the tens. It's sort of in between, but I did like the field of view better. Um, yep. And I think if you – know, against any my – for what I need for my personal circumstances, I think if I'm going to go that 11 or higher and I am going to tripod use them, then I'm probably yeah. better off getting something, and I may do that in the future. Like have my eight to thirties for deer hunting, close quarter hunting. Mm. Well, not even that. Even then, with the close quarter hunting, I mean, eight to thirties, I can. I've picked out deer with my eight to forty twos. At yep. well over a kilometer, so that's right. It's yep. it's not that big of a deal, and you got it in a small form factor, which which I really like. Yep. And then now the nine to forty fives, they're going to be my sort of just general, you know, bunny busting ones, You know, general, you know, car sort of yep. put them in the car. If I do get out in that thicker territory, I've probably got to get a bigger uh, harness as well to probably put them in. But you know, I may yeah. use them for that too if I want to get that bigger. But I mean, even eight to thirties, man. I mean, how how, how many people? Yeah, are you that, shooting that's shooting? I've used
1: for years. Um, Obviously, I can pretty much pick anything out of our range, and the the most common set that I found around my neck was the um yeah the B3s the thirty mil objective just nice and compact. They they actually have a, a better field of view than most um most forty two mil objectives in the in the same magnification bracket just because of the design of them. Um, so you get a really good field of view. You know you're, you're dropping down in your light handling capability a little bit with um you know, going down on 30mm objective, but with good glass. Um, and if you're a rifle shooter, if you can't see it with these, you're definitely not going to see it with your scope.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I, it's interesting because I tell a lot of people too, like, what do you, you know, when they talk about, you know, binos versus, you know, range finders and, I do like my rangefinder for certain type of stuff, but you know, in, in regards to that, also, I mean, I, I do think you know, I get some people, a lot of people get eye fatigue with you know spotting scopes and stuff like that, so they prefer to have you know tripods sort of mounted um, binoculars because that way they've got two, they're yep. not getting you know sore eyes and and and, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: yeah, unless unless you have a specific use uh, in mind for the spotting scope, the the binos is definitely a, a good option. Um, they're they're a cheaper option, but you still get a really good magnification. Um, you know, you can get up to 18 power, um, and you're going to see a very very long way with those. So unless you have a, a specific use in mind for a, a large spotting scope, you've got to got to carry around. Then yeah, definitely a larger set of um, you know, higher powered binoculars is is good from any brand.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we'd we just say the, the b one, the more the, the flagship sort of range. Where is that? Is yep. that made in? Is that Japanese? Is that? I mean, obviously so the American is, company assembled in America, isn't it? Yeah, all?
1: They're, they're all Japanese parts, um, parts and glass, and it's all shipped over to United States, and it's um, all assembled in a factory in the United States, um, and then from there they ship it
0: to me. Yeah, I'm looking at this one too, which is crazy. I didn't even see that. The they also make a monocular CM one eight to thirty two.
1: Yeah, so I've only just got one of those in in this week, so I try to keep up to date as I can with with the range. Um, so yeah, that's from the C series. Um, nice, cheap little product. Uh, just some, for something someone wants to you know put in their pocket. Um, they're not don't use binoculars a whole heap, but still want to get a little bit of magnification out in the field. Um, yeah, fixed power, eight power uh, by thirty two mil objective. Um, so yeah, it's in that in that C C
0: class range. Let me know how it goes because I mean seems like a, a pretty sort of decent price that i'm seeing here i mean you know it's uh you know it looks like a couple of hundred bucks but that's u.s price obviously so that'd be different yeah, you know, sort yep. of doing it and getting it over here obviously but i mean pretty yep. pretty looks like pretty reasonably pretty reasonably priced i mean you know i yeah, gotta, so gotta stop we'll- looking at optics otherwise i'll end up, I'll end up buying <laughs> one and oh shit I, I gotta turn this website off <laughs> hey, you you can,
1: always, you can always borrow some off me
0: that's no, all right. Also, too, that you said they're, uh, they're bringing out. I have. They've got their some of their which you've been testing too. This should be interesting. Uh, range finders. Yep. they do so, have them on the yeah, website the, now. Looking at them, the couple here.
1: Yeah, it has has been released the RF one. Um, so it's a seven by twenty five. Um, it's a five to forty five hundred yard um, range finder, depending on um, you know your target. Uh, so all the specifications are on the website, and I, I do have to update the Australian one. Um, New Zealand one is up to date, as far as I know. So yeah, they've been really popular. I've been it's been difficult to get my hands on them from uh, from the US because they've been selling out so quickly. Um, yeah, they have some good functionality. All the specs are on on the website there, but they've been yeah pretty popular so far. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, you know what they'll be selling for over here—the RF ones—the because there's yeah, sort of,
1: they'll be um, six sixty Australian. So yeah. what, uh, what I try to do with the the pricing is is pretty pretty much match dollar for dollar um, with the US once you take into account
0: uh, conversion, shipping, and GST. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's got five to. This is obviously, you know. Uh, not the metric system, but five to five forty five hundred yards, so what's that probably two k's I guess wouldn't be far off,
1: yeah, so depending um on sort of your the distance that you're looking at, like it's you know gonna gonna laser deer up to twenty seven hundred yards, um trees up to three thousand yards, and yeah maximum range of forty five hundred yards,
0: yeah, it looks pretty good, and then also we've got let's go into the rifle scopes, ooh, these look sexy, um yeah. A Lot of different ones to suit a lot of different price points, many different ones. R S ones, twos, threes, fours. Obviously yep. a lot of different price points there. Um mm. Is that so, their is that their main line? The just the R the R S uh one, yeah, two, three, four, five?
1: So um yeah, the, the binoculars were the first products they, they delved into. Um and obviously listening the market and um they do all all their own um the design and that the design work and that sort of thing. So they, the first scope that was brought out was the RS1. Um, it's probably still the most popular at the moment. Just a really good magnification range. Um, won't say too much, but there there is some some more to come. Um, so at, at the moment there's four in the range, but yeah, obviously listening to the the market feedback, there's uh, something else on its way.
0: Yeah, it looks like that. Probably the, the cheapest one of the lot. Probably that RS two two to ten by mm-hmm. thirty eight.
1: That's yep. their second focal nice, plane. Yeah, so uh, it was designed, uh, I guess, for you know the, the US guys as a ultra lightweight mountain gun. So it's only three hundred and thirty grams. Mm. Um, two to ten by thirty eight. Um, it's a good little scope, nice and lightweight. If that's what you something that you're after.
0: Yeah, then you've got the RS1, 2.5, 1544, RS3, 5 to 30 by 50, and yep. the RS4, 5 to 30 by 56. So, yeah, that little 2 to 10 would be nice little one for a little stalking gun out bush, you know, for sort of That's close not. quarter hunting, pine hunting or something like that. Then also we've yep. got the old spotting scopes, which, you know, the, name, the sky's the limit in regards to price when you start getting into these bloody good yeah. spotting scopes.
1: That's right. Um, yeah, we're, you're talking around around that $3,000 Australian for um, the top of the line there. Um, something else that, that came out, they've, they've done sort of a smaller model, so the, the larger models are 25 to 50 by 80, and they've brought out this smaller guy, which is a 12 to 27 by 56. Um, I, that's something that I'm looking to put in my my pack in the future, just a really handy little size. Um, and then what's quite impressive as well is the CS1, which is um, so it's it's the C the C series line, so it's a little bit cheaper line, um, and that's a 15 to 45 by 65. Um, yeah. So it's pretty impressive glass um, for what they call their entry level models.
0: Yeah, look at that S2, the 12 to 27 by 56. You were just talking about um, is that is that only the straight? ocular whatever they call it it's not correct yeah
1: Yeah. so it only only comes in the straight correct yeah
0: yeah there's always seems to be a lot of discussion about that guys you know about you know eye fatigue and stuff like that when you talk about spotting scopes versus binos you know it's a tough one isn't it really sometimes you think you get the benefit of buying the spotting scope but if you get eye strain or eye fatigue is it better off to do the binos on you know like a, a rest or a tripod or at least have you know two points of viewing instead of one so you don't get as much eye fatigue but yeah, lots yep. to think about, I guess, for the individual, really up to them. But um, anything right. else you can mention about the Maven optics or anything you wanted to add to that?
1: Look, I think that's. Uh, I think you probably covered most of it there, Jason. Um, I guess, yeah, if anybody has any queries, I'm more than happy to have a phone conversation or send an email. So, yeah, just make sure that we're um, you know, helping select the, the correct optic, whether it's our brand or a different one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Quick break, guys. We'll be right back. Are you looking to buy a new or used firearm? Do you want to sell that safe queen to fund your next purchase? Then go to osgunsales.com. We have over 200 registered firearms dealers Australia-wide and thousands of shooters using the site daily. There are over 2,500 firearms listed, so you're certain to find exactly what you're looking for. We have over 50 years of firearms industry experience, including eight years online. So why wouldn't you advertise with us? The one and only genuine original Ozguns. Mate, what about any other than obviously hanging out with me because I'm pretty awesome, right? <laughs> 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 any any hunting plans other than obviously anything planned other than our next trip? Obviously, we've got in a couple of weeks towards that uh, long weekend. Any anything else you want to do? Or any yeah. what about any bucket list plans too? Like for hunts, you know, anything you want to go overseas or have you been overseas or anything like? That?
1: New Zealand, mate. That's um, that's that would be the bucket list plan. Um, I, I do have. I think you and I are heading off in about three or four weeks' time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I do have one one hunt uh, planned prior to that. Um, but, yeah, definitely the goal would be to get over to New Zealand when when time permits and, um, yeah, I'm not, not exactly sure what I want to do there. If I want to do anything, I'd, I'd, I'd like to, um, yeah, get not, not a guided hunt, but I'd like to uh, get out and see a bit of country for myself. But i um, definitely interested in... You know, either either way of doing it, do a guided hunt, um, meet some new people, and that sort of thing would be awesome over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I always want to get over New Zealand, but shit, man, really got to just trim down, get get the fitness up, and you know, I've seen (laughs) those hills and some of these guys climb those hills and. I just think, God, yeah. these guys are like, you know, just those bloody springboks straight up there. You know, they've <laughs> they got fitness like you just, you just wouldn't believe. But, mate, finish yeah. off a good one, uh, a hunting story. We always like to hear a good hunting story. We like to feel like we're there. We like to feel, you know, summer, winter, you know, it's chilly. We just we like to, you know, we want as much explanation as we possibly can to relay this story to the listeners. So g- take it away. Well, you
1: know, I, I guess one, one that always... Comes to mind, it it um, wasn't probably wasn't the most successful hunt, but it was one of one of the very first deer hunts I went on with uh, a good mate from Wagga. We were up in the Talangada area, so we we both took a four wheel drive each, um, and sort of yeah, obviously pretty pretty new at the game. We we get to the forest, and that's only the start of it until you can find a camping spot. Uh, I had a had a brand new four wheel drive at the time. Um, Thought, yeah, I'll take this up. That's what I bought it for. Bad idea. Um, it's still to this day covered <laughs> in scratches from, from making our own trails, going through blackberries and all sorts of things. Um, but yeah, it was a bit of, bit of a chilly time of year. We thought, we were, you know, we'll get out there. We're, we're going to shoot plenty of deer. Um, didn't happen, unfortunately, for, the, for this story. But anyway, so, yeah, for, first day, get there, um, set up camp um, and we're, you know, more so doing a bit of a scout around in the afternoon, um, and it's actually a yeah, similar similar spot to where I saw my very first deer when I was out fox shooting one time, which is why why we chose the area. Um, so yeah, doing a bit of a scout around, and yeah, we're in the Talangata area, and it's up as people know it's up up quite high there. We're sort of walking along a ridge line, um, and yeah, never forget it to this day. And and always uh, keep an eye out. Since but of yeah, walking around and sort of walking backwards a little bit along the, the edge of a cliff, and sort see something a little bit of movement out of the corner of my eye, and uh, turn around, look down. My he's my foot hovering over a, a giant red belly black snake. So um, I was out of there pretty quickly. Um, didn't go back to that <laughs> spot. Um, so it was yeah. From the, that was the very first um top part of the hunt that we went out for a scout. So from then on, uh, we had our eyes peeled. Um and I obviously remember that to this day. I was yeah quite quite anxious for the rest of the hunt, crawling through the bush and all sorts of things. But yeah, not not a successful meat hunt. But um yeah, picked up a you know, first um first first cast I found off a samba. Um so I've still got still got that sitting on out in the lounge room. Um but yeah, it's not. I guess it's not always about shooting many, as many deer as you can. Um, but it, yeah, it was a really enjoyable
0: time, mate. Yeah, nothing like getting out for a trip, man. Especially when you see, you know, something like a first deer. And I'll still never forget the first time I saw a deer in the forest, man. It came up over my shoulder, and it, you know, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it came. In, I think it came in line with me and just literally stared at me on my right. I couldn't turn because it was looking at me. And man, yeah. what an amazing experience, though, we, dude. And, um,
1: we, yes, we yeah obviously camped a, a few nights there, and we we thought we were definitely on after finding the car, see, um, put a car seat, bit of sign around, bit of sand to sign around, and yeah, the first first morning, um, obviously still dark as you do, driving driving down the hill to get to a, a decent spot in the valley, um, sand behind standing in the middle of the road in our headlights, and we're going, come on, come on, <laughs> it's it's got to be light soon, <laughs> we've got to park this car and. You know, go chase after this girl, but um it wasn't to be, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: It's kind of funny, isn't it? How when you uh, I've seen deer like they, you, know, you see them in the bush. <laughs> For some reason they don't yeah. want to know you. Um, poof, they're gone like mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe. And then other times yeah. I've gone, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just head back to camp now. And you know, a couple of hundred meters from camp, one just moses in front of the car. I'm like, if I just kept going at this current speed, I would I would hit this deer. And then they just sit there, or they just <laughs> go off. To the, yeah, they just go off to the side of the road. They just turn their head, and I'm yeah, twenty thirty yeah. meters away. Which with the car running, I jump out of the car just to have a look, just get a better look. You know. Yeah. And mate, that ain't care. And I'm like, why don't you no. do that in the forest? Like, what? what, what yep. What's wrong with yep. you, animals? Like, it's, you should be it's punishment. I reckon. We it punish is. ourselves. I think. <laughs> God, these goddamn deer. Mate, anything to um, finish off that you'd like to like to say? I guess first off, how can they find you on um, social media? I guess first is number one, probably Instagram. I know you're on Instagram and Facebook, so maybe mention those again. And also, yep. just to finish off, again, if they want to check out some Maven products and purchase them, um, how do they do yep. that?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm on, obviously, yeah, Instagram and Facebook under The Modern Hunter Australia. Um, you'll see links to the website there, my contact details. Um, anyone wants to get in get in touch, shoot us, shoot us an email through. Um, but, yeah, all the websites there, all the info is in there. So, yeah, anyone that wants to reach out, please do.
0: All right, mate, been a great show. Josh, thanks for coming on the show. I guess I'll be seeing you soon. By the time this podcast actually goes live, I think probably we'll actually be on the trip, hopefully having a good time, hopefully not freezing our uh, kahunas off. I know we definitely will because it is gonna, it's going to its going to be well and truly winter winner by then, and it's going to be pretty pretty cold. So, guys, if you want to jump on the website, have a look at the Maven products. They are good gear. I do run them myself. Um, again, I don't normally do these shows, but Josh is a friend of mine, so we'll get him on the show, have a chat about them. I do like their product and uh i do use them myself and a lot of people do too and they really are picking up in reputation that's for sure so josh thanks for coming on the show mate i really appreciate it we'll catch up soon and be yeah thanks a lot good to
1: catch up again mate see you on the hunt
0: you've been listening to an episode of the australian hunting podcast i hope you enjoyed it see you next time